Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So running to the store has been pretty stressful of late, right? And there is nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and then needing to make another trip. Shopping for Home Essentials should be easy and convenient. This is where Grove Collaborative comes in. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. And Grove Collaborative takes the guesswork out of going green. Browse the site for thousands of home, beauty, and personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. I love Grove. I want these products. I'm not sure where to get these products, or at least I didn't know until I found Grove. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier, and for a limited time, when you go to grove.co slash roam, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of 30 bucks or more, but you have to use our special code. Go to grove.co slash roam to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash roam. Because I didn't go there planning on fighting the guy. I went there planning to punk him out with my brother and his friends. <clears throat> they made me fight him, so that was But that's where it all started. For what? Like a Fanta or root beer? Like, what was the prize, man, besides pride? <laughs> besides pride, yeah, dude. We didn't have no soda at my house, so I was, <laughs> I was looking forward to that soda. Hey, what's cracking? Cannot lie. Absolutely fired up for this. Episode number 177 of the Jim Rome Podcast. And as always, thank you very much for checking this out and giving the side hustle a spin. The reason I'm so fired up, my guest this week is Nate Diaz. Legend. 20-time winner in the UFC. An ultimate fighter champion. An absolute showman both in and out of the cage. And on Saturday, he returns to the octagon to face Leon Edwards at UFC 263. A dangerous fight. A great fight. I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to have this conversation. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right at it. Let's roll with the pride of the 209. Stockton Cali, episode 177 with Nate Diaz. Hits you right now. Nate, I got to say, man, I've been wanting to talk to you for so long. I'm glad we could finally come together and chop it up some. It's fight week, so first things first, dude. How you feeling? How are things? Feeling good. I'm here with the team in uh, Arizona and uh, getting some sun. It's good. All right, so what about that team, man? Talk to me for a minute about that team. Like, I know, I know what the team, I think I know what the team represents to you. How important is that team to you as you get ready for the fight? Uh, the team's the whole thing. Uh, I'm here to represent for them. Like, they always represent for me. And uh, it's, my, it's my turn. I'm up to bat. Hey, Nate, like, the camp itself, you know, not to get too into this, but, like, has it been business as usual, or did the pandemic kind of fuck with it in a way? You know what I mean? Like, did you have to make adjustments to get ready for this because of the time that we live in right now? Yeah, I believe I would have probably fought uh, a long time ago. But shit got funny. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not even jumping in no shit when it's all the world's weird. Training for the real war right now. And then uh, as soon as shit started clearing up, I'm like, all right, let's get back to it. 
All right, so you're ready to get back at it. Now, one of the things that you did do in preparation for this was compete in a triathlon. But, Nate, like, that's not new, right? You've done this for a long, long time. What do you like about that? For instance, is it kind of a matter of changing up and doing something different, or does that type of training show up and benefit you in the cage? Yeah, I think it, it benefits my health and my, my living style, So, uh, which comes into play with my career. So uh, I just like everything about it, and it's a hobby, too, so it's cool. Thing is, though, dude, you've got, like, cardio for days. Like, it's always been that way. How much of that comes from being a triathlete? Um, I'm sure a big part of it, but my whole life I swam. I was on a swim team when I was a kid, and I ran. My grandpa was a track coach. So my whole life we've been doing something, and I played all kinds of sports. And then uh, as soon as we found out a triathlon, uh, I realized uh, that, man, I've been like training for this my whole life. So a lot, and then fighting the same thing too. So it all kind of played in together. Hey, tell me I'm wrong, but the thing that is amazing to me about MMA, right, is like you've got all these different types of disciplines within the sport itself. Same thing with the triathlon. Like you've got different sports within the sport: swimming, cycling, 100%. running. hundred percent. Is that that's is that kind of like that's what I'm getting at, right? Is that why you like it? Yeah, for sure. You got, and then you got to have the perfect ingredient. You got to have each each aspect that you worked on the right amount. And if you slack on one, uh, it's going to cause you. You're going to you're going to notice when it's happening. So, dude, what is your strongest event in the triathlon? Whatever I prep for, the best. Sometimes I've had a, sw- a shitty swim, and a and a and a great run. So, so I'll start for the next race. I'll start working on swimming and and training hard so I have a good swim and worry about it so much that when I get there I'll have a great swim, a good bike, and then a shitty run because I slept on one. You know what I'm saying? Because I use I worked on one too much more than the other. I see, I see so you working. Any any anyone that I that I worked on the least is the worst. <laughs> I got it. Hey, hey, let me ask you something. Like, I don't know which one of your post fight callouts is my favorite. Like, for instance, when you f bomb the shit out of Connor on Fox, or when you went legend in calling Jorge Masvidal out for the BMF fight, like. These call-outs, man, are, are they just in that moment you're feeling it and you're letting it rip? Or are you kind of tactical and thinking about who you're about to fuck with on live TV after coming off a huge win? What I'm saying is, where does that shit come from? Because it's amazing to me. I believe it comes into hard training. I'll be out on my farthest, farthest runs on some long miles wondering about what to do, what should be my next move. And, uh, and then I'll have a couple ideas in my head. And then, then usually when I get into a fight... And I've done natural, natural takes over. I mean, you, you take the best option that you've already thought over, you know. But I think if you're not working hard and you're not out there putting the miles and the time and the hours of training and the hard work, I don't think your mind even works that fast and works that much. So a lot of these guys are like, well, what are we doing wrong? And why can't we get this shit done and mo- make a better move? And I'm like, I believe it's because you're not working hard enough, honestly. I love that shit, like moving meditation. Like some of your strategy, some of your best thoughts, do they come on long runs? Is that where you get that shit? Yeah, 100%. Or just long training camps and long long, long hours of training in a day where you're, uh, yeah, therapeutic, med- meditating type of shit. Hey, you want to hear something incredible? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically and with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards, that's where. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. You are what you eat, which is why I think that I feel like shit most of the time. And I've got bad gut health, man. Like, I'm going to own that shit. You, on the other hand, are vegan. How long have you been vegan, and why did you make that change? How did that happen? I've been pretty much vegan from uh, when I was about 18 years old. Uh, I was making weight for a fight. And uh, my brother was like, quit eating all that meat and cheese and shit, and you'll fucking, you'll, uh, you'll digest your food quicker, and you'll, you'll uh, swim out, you'll make way better. <clears throat> so I did that for a fight camp, and uh, three months, I, I, I went without eating no meat and no cheese. And um, I wanted it, but uh, by, the, by the time I got done with the fight, uh, post-fight, I went, I went out to eat. I remember I got a big old bowl of fettuccine Alfredo, and uh, my boy made a tri-tip, cooked a tri-tip, and then we ate all that, and then I was fucked up for three days. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, I don't need that in my life. Like, I was all, I was like, uh, had a headache, I gained, I gained weight, and I was like, just bloated and couldn't do shit for days. So I was like, all right, after, and then the next fight that happened again, so each fight camp, I would take three months, two months off of uh, eating meat or cheese, and then when I put it back on after about two or three fights, I was like, I don't need to eat that shit no more. It's fucking me up too bad. It tastes good, but it's not worth it. And uh, my body just works better, runs better without without meat or cheese or, or milk or dairy or any of that shit. That, that shit's amazing. Hey, listen, I don't want to drop a name, so I'm just going to go ahead and drop a name. Like, I'm good friends with a cat, and believe it or not, Nate, I used to actually train a little bit with this guy. That also went badly with, for me. But do you know a former mma Do you know James Lightning Wilkes? You know that cat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who is that? Great guy, dude, right? He's fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Great, great fighter. So he's the producer of that documentary, Game Changers. So he and I have talked a lot about what you just said. Because he's all about that life. So I just want to get your thoughts really quickly. Like, you know that rap that, man, you need meat in order to be strong. You need meat in order to recover. You've heard all that shit. Is there anything to any of that, or is that all bullshit? Oh, 100% bullshit. I'm stronger than most of them. <laughs> but my boy Jake Shields is 100% vegetarian since he was born, since he was a baby. And uh, that's the strongest guy I've ever trained with. So like when you went like so when you went vegan, for instance, did that impact your training at all in recovery? Like, did you feel stronger and recover more quickly? Was there when you went to that? Did you have to scale back at all or dial anything down at all? Uh it's been a long time since I since I changed changed my diet. But like, yeah, if I if I eat like that, I, I move slower, I work slower, and I can't I can't get as much done. So. That's how it works. That's yeah. how it helps me. Yeah, what I'm saying is, though, when you changed, you didn't lose strength. You didn't lose an ability to recover, man. Like, you got better. You didn't get worse. You got better when you made that change. Yeah, 100%. 
I got it. All right. And, and that's some... probably a big part of why I'm still here and still fucking not fucked up. Like you said about the gut health, people are jacked up through time. And I'm like, you're 26 and you're fucked up already. And you start cleaning up your diet and moving shit through you better. Yeah, man. I, I think off the record, I'm going to have to have you kind of talk me through this shit because I'm not 26 and I am fucked up with that stuff. But that's my fault, man. You are what you eat. <laughs> hey, hey, Nate, do you, yeah. do, you, do you remember like your first fight? And I don't mean in the cage. I mean, like an actual first fight, whether that was school, the playground, the street. Do you remember your first fight? Yeah, I remember my first, uh, <clears throat> my first event. <laughs> <laughs> your first event. What What was your first event? How did that go? So I got into it with these guys at a baseball field. I was down there hanging out by myself, and uh, if you catch a foul ball, you get a soda. So I was like. I was sitting out there, and I was like, <clears throat> somebody hit a foul ball, and I ran up and got the foul ball. And then uh, when I ran up, I was probably a sixth grader. <clears throat> and when I ran up and grabbed the ball, my the, the kids behind me were trying to get the ball too, but I got it first, and uh, and uh, I was older than them, and so all these baseball kids were sitting there. And like, hey, why don't you give those kids the ball? I was like, yeah, fuck you. And they were like, oh, yeah, when they were, they were deep, so I went home, and I got my brother. And uh, some of his friends are like, yeah, these dudes are tripping at the park. He's like, let's go. Let's go punk their asses. I was like, all right, let's go. So we went down there. And my friend, my homie and my brother brought up these, like, six guys. And we're like, we're like, yo, what's up? Uh, why are you talking shit? And the guy was like, oh, well, what? And my brother came back to me and he was like, because he's like, wait over here, I'm going to talk to these guys. And it looked like they were just punking him out. And then he comes back, he's like, hey, what's up? This guy wants to fight you. You want to fight him? And I was like, yeah, let's fight. And, and he, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, he's like all right, all right, let's do it. I, and so I started walking up to fight him. And he's like, nah, let's go way over there where nobody could uh, stop the fight. Uh, across, the, across the whole field that we're at, uh, far away from all anywhere anybody could stop it. and I'm in my head I'm like what the fuck <laughs> then we came down here to park these motherfuckers now I gotta fight this guy way over there and I I was like yeah let's do it I, I don't give a fuck but really I was like man and then so anyways we walked all the way down across the field with like 20 30 people I had to fight this guy for like 20 minutes it was probably like 5 minutes but it felt like 20 minutes so I punched dude, my head so many times. You did, yeah, I was going to say, dude, like, what, what was that guy's deal, man? Older, bigger, stronger? Like, what was that dude? What was his deal? He was probably the same size as me, but he was he was a little older. I remember he was in, in uh, school with some guys I knew, and uh, we fought, and I punched him a whole bunch of times, but he hit me in the, in the head a lot, and I was like, damn. A lot of fighting. But anyway, my point of that story, too, was that uh, I've never been was talking no shit unless I was going to fight somebody because I didn't go there expect, planning on fighting the guy. I went there planning to punk him out with my brother and his friend. And then uh, <clears throat> they made me fight him, so that was fun. But that's where it all started. Dude, that's <laughs> absolutely incredible. That's where it all started, man. Like, for, <laughs> fuck, for what? Like a fucking Fanta or root beer? Like, what was the prize, man, besides pride? <laughs> besides pride, yeah, you dude. get a soda for it. He didn't get a soda for a foul ball. We didn't have no soda at my house, so I was, I was looking forward to that soda. So let me drop some stats on you. Two out of three men are going to experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. 
And there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. So let me talk to you about Keeps. Keeps is offering a simple, stress-free way for you to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, and you do not have to leave your home. And low-cost treatments start at only 10 bucks per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. On top of that, you get discreet packaging, and you get proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of the competition. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you want to move fast. Act on it right now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Rome. Get your first month of treatment for free. You want to jump on this right away. That's keeps.com slash Rome. Get that first month free. Once again, keeps.com slash Rome. Nate, so like you mentioned Nick a couple of times. I want to ask you, like, very clearly, it's how strongly you feel about your brother Nick and how you feel about each other. Like, fact is, blood's not always thicker than water, yo. Not all families are tight like that. In fact, a lot of families are pretty fucked up. How would you describe the love and the bond between you and your brother? Yeah, that's my guy. That's my, uh, that's the fucking fearless leader over here. He's fucking, uh, he's got, always got, got the best uh, advice and information and ways of doing things. Uh, we always grew up in a room. <clears throat> we grew up in a room next to each other. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my bro. That's the fucking, that's the guy. <laughs> that's cool, dude. I appreciate that love a lot. You know, when you, when you fought McGregor at UFC 196, Nate, you, you took that fight on 11 days notice. And like at that time, remember McGregor put Jose Aldo to sleep in 13 seconds. So like that dude at that time was at the peak of his powers. I understand that you're always ready for a war. Like I get that. That's not just some hashtag. That's a lifestyle. That's what you do. But dude, 11 days so, like, when that call came in, were you like, all right, man, I want to think about this for a minute. Let's be smart about this. Or were you like, fuck yes, let's do this? Yeah, and I about fucking time, you motherfucker. Should have called me with that fight anyway after I called for it. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, yeah, after I called for it. So, dude, exactly, like, how did you get ready for that in 11 days, man? Like, I understand you stay in shape and you're ready for war, but, dude, I'm gonna, I want to reiterate that. 11 days. How did you get ready for that fight and show up the way you did? I uh, uh, I always trained anyway, and uh, when they called, I was like, all right, cool, at least finally we're getting something that I asked for. And, uh, and like, just like that park fight, it was just like, <laughs> I, call, I called for it, so I was like, I ain't talking shit, let's fight, I'm, not, I'm the one who called it. So there was no, there was no, <clears throat> it was a green light from go. Dude, I love that. One, you called for it, and you compared it to the park fight. <laughs> that is so good. Like, so when that call came in, when that call came in, where were you at that time? Uh, I was at my house, and then uh, we called, and we're talking, and uh, we were talking about in the 12 days, and I'm like, all right. And they called me and asked, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then they were... They were gonna call some. Some they were gonna call my lawyer, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then I took off on a run, like right then, because it was it was twelve days or whatever, and I had I was one hundred and eighty five pounds, and I had to make one hundred and fifty five pounds, so I took off running. 
Holy shit, and, dude. And then they're like texting me and negotiating with popping with it uh, while I'm running. And I'm like, fuck, I got a lot of weight to lose. And then they played me and tried to be like, <clears throat> they wanted like, we're going to give you pennies. I was like, nah, you're going to give me all kinds of money. And they're like, <laughs> they were like, nah, uh, we're, we're going to do this. And I was like, fuck that. You're going to give me this and that's what it's going to be. And they were like, um, they're like, no, we got other guys on the other line. I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go keep coming away, but that's what I'm gonna do. Do it. All right, I didn't say that. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Uh, they were like, well, we got guys on the other line, and we're not calling back. And I was like, well, uh, if you call back, things are gonna change. And they were like, we're not gonna call back. And the next day, they called back, and I'm like, well, I went and got a pizza, so I'm fine at 170 now. <laughs> and then they're like, fine. And then we find out what's 70. And then McGregor was like, oh, I said it was 170. And I'm like, nah, I called that shot. <laughs> Dude, did you know when they said, hey, look, man, we got other dudes on the line. We ain't calling back. Did you know they'd call back? Yeah, because what are you going to do? I called out that full hella hardcore. And uh, they were saying they had a Donald Cerrone on the other line. And Donald Cerrone had just got knocked out in 20 seconds by... Dos Anjos. And I was like, he's not going to fight that guy. I wouldn't fight that guy. He just got an ass with him. Dos Anjos had beat, beat Cowboy and was going to fight uh, was gonna fight McGregor. And, and then Dos Anjos got hurt. So then they're like, we got Cowboy. And then I'm like, good luck with that shit. Well, and they you beat. Back the next right, right. And you beat Cowboy's ass. And I already beat Cowboy, yeah. See, the thing so is I knew like, they were calling back. Right, so you knew they'd call back. So, like, when, when you fought McGregor and you fought Jorge Masvidal for the BMF belt, like, these weren't just fights, right? They were, like, events. That's, like, some transcendent shit. Like, really big shit. When you think of those fights, do you, like, like, like today, do you feel like, yeah, man, been there, done that, or do you want to run that shit back? Is there some unfinished business there? With what, both of those guys? Yeah, either or both. Yeah, as long as everybody's still fighting and still fucking everybody up, I'm still uh, attacking the attacking those uh, attacking those fights. So it's like this. I mean, like you got to pick your spots very clearly, right? You're not you're not going to fight because it's your turn to fight. You're not going to fight because it sounds like it's time to fight. You know, you've made it very clear you want to fight the biggest fights and the guys who matter. So really quickly about this fight this weekend with Leon Edwards, like it seems like there's not a lot of people in any hurry to try this cat, but yet you were pretty quick to say, you know what, let's do this. So my question then is like, why is this the right guy at the right time for you? Why is that the right fight? Uh, he's been doing a good job, and uh, nobody else wanted to fight, and uh, the timing is right, and uh, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get this show on the road, get it moving. Hey, listen, are you craving some protein after a good workout? I'm guessing you are. This time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Reach for a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? I'll tell you why. Number one, it's tasty. It's tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it's a family-owned business that takes their business extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. On top of that, who wants dried, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper is the real deal. It comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, 
peppered and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying that way. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper or What's Your Beef. In your business, is winning enough in the business or do you need to win a certain way, right? Like, are you paid to just win and keep moving or are you paid to win and put on a show and give the fans what they want to see? Uh, I'm paid regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. You but are. Yeah, but I would like to win always in the best way possible and uh, and uh, make it look good the best that I can, but more importantly, I want to come out ahead of my shoulders, and uh, usually that's how it gets done. And Nate, you don't have to fight, dude. You've got other business. You and Nick have a CBD company called Game Up. How's business? How's business on that end? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. They laced me up. <clears throat> I got laced up with a house, and Jay uh, yeah, out here, it just like uh, covers a lot of shit for me and takes care of a lot of things. So, and a couple other things too. I got a clothing company and a gym and a t-shirt uh, t-shirt shop. I got a bunch of shit going on from fighting. So it's good that uh, good that uh, that this could all come from fighting. But at the end of the day, when I'm doing all this shit and I got all this stuff going on, it doesn't give you the same satisfaction and getting done what you've been doing for the last 20, what I've been doing for the last 20 years and fighting is uh is where uh I wouldn't like to say I like to fight but I like to get I like to accomplish shit like taking out motherfuckers who are like supposed to be the baddest motherfuckers <laughs> hey, listen man that that's a really real response like I respect that like you had a quote once Nate where you said that you've said a lot of shit that I think is really interesting, but you said once, these guys say I love to fight, I'm excited to fight. That's some bullshit. Who the hell wants to hop in a cage in front of a whole world and maybe get knocked out? That's not fun. I don't love that shit, end quote. Like, that's kind of what you're saying right now, but at the same time, you did say, but there's some other motherfuckers that I still want to take out. Is that why you still do it? Like, you might not love all of it, but you do love something about it. Is that what it is? Yeah, because Taking- the, the second you're sitting back now fighting, and then you see somebody taking over the whole game, and, and like, like, I can't sleep with that. <laughs> I get that shit, dude. Kinda. I mean, as much as a guy like me behind a mic can get it, I kind of get that. Like, so who's out there right now? Who is there? Somebody out there that you've wanted to fight or that you need to fight that you're not getting a chance to fight? Um, no. There's, but uh, sometimes uh, you gotta get in here and fight, and then <clears throat> I could usually counter off of that. And real quick, this thing about uh, Game Up, I want to ask you this. Just before you go, talk to me for a minute like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and I don't know the space. Because I think there are people listening right now that don't know the space, that maybe want to learn about it or don't want to learn but don't know. Like for the uninitiated, what are the healing properties of the stuff you're selling? And like, why is that better than like painkillers? You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's not like uh, it's not prescription drugs for one. It's natural and it helps. Inflammation has been uh, caused with 
killing all kinds of shit. And uh, my guy, my I, I got a guy who's got epilepsy, and he, he has seizures and shit. He started, uh, and he's been taking medication that's been fucking up his liver and stuff for years and years. And uh, my brother always told him to smoke weed. You just need to smoke some weed, you'll be good. And uh, he never did. But then uh, when Game Up and CBD came along, he tried that. And someone recommended it, and we didn't even think about it. But uh, he's like, oh, I'll try that. And he tried it, and he doesn't have to take prescription drugs anymore. He doesn't have seizures. He doesn't have any 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 issues as long as he has the CBD. So it's, like, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing that just cannabis in general, hemp in general. Yeah, like so, so like that—that's really interesting. Like, what if what if somebody's like, yeah, man, I just, I don't know, man, I don't want to smoke weed. I don't want to smoke weed. I don't get that. Can they still use CBD without smoking weed? How does that work? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because they got we got like we got tinctures and we got bombs and stuff, and then there's there's smokable. I see pretty too, and it doesn't get you high. It's not psychoactive, so nothing is good for you. And then you got it for the dogs and animals and shit, too. And hmm. I'm sure I think it benefits everybody and everything. And Nate, before you go, like at this point in your life, like you can pretty much live anywhere you want, you can do what you want, but man, you're not going anywhere. You're right where you want to be. You're in Stockton. For those who do not know, man, what's Stockton like and what's it mean to you to rep the 209 the way you do? Yeah, Stockton is just where I come from. It's my hometown. Everybody I know is there. My, I got a whole academy and a whole team there. All my friends I, uh, I grew up with are there. My family's there. And uh, I can't stand being there a lot of the time. But it's like, uh, I ain't going nowhere because that's where all my shit's at. That's home base. But uh, I'll probably be I'll probably be all over the place, too. I'm, I'm going to try to get some spots in some other places. But uh, Stockton, Stockton is the the core of it, of it all. So, hey, dude, how come how come nowhere. how come sometimes you can't stand being there, man? It's nothing but love, right? Or we just kind of want a little privacy. Yeah, just kind of like uh, it's a little down, and uh, I'm just trained there all day long, so I play it out. Oh my god, get the fuck out of here! As soon as I get out of there, though, I'm always ready to go back after a week or a few days. I don't know, dude. It seems to me like you're still you're still fighting at a high, high level. There's still a great interest. I wonder like how it all ends ultimately. I'm not saying that it will anytime soon, but if you want to walk off, I wonder if maybe you just want to go back to the park and knock the fuck out of that guy again for some soda and just walk off on that. <laughs> yeah. Finish him off. <laughs> <laughs> just an idea, dude. I'm, I'm just trying to help, you know, man. I'm just trying to help out. I don't know, man. I think we covered a lot of ground, Nate. I appreciate you. I appreciate we're going to get an opportunity to watch you fight again this weekend. Is there anything else you're thinking about that maybe you want to share? Are you good? Are you ready to bounce? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm ready to go. But I want to say it's good talking to you. I've been listening to all your interviews and all that. And uh, yeah, you're, you're the man. <laughs> Dude, I, I, that's as good a compliment as I could get, man. I appreciate you very, very much, Nate. Sincerely, I've been looking forward to that conversation for a long, long time, and that was a fucking blast, man. That was so fun. Listen, good luck. Good luck this weekend. Do what you do, and I hope you and I can get together and chop it up again soon. Yeah, I could, Jim. I'll talk to you soon.
Huge thanks to my guy Nate Diaz for that time and that conversation. He lived up to all the hype, and like I said, I cannot wait to watch him fight this weekend at UFC 263. Make sure while you're here to get subscribed so you never miss a future episode. And a friendly reminder, Smack Off 27 is happening over in the jungle on Friday, June 25th. In the meantime, back here, you can count on episode 178 next week. Until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. What's up, Van Smack? This is Argel in New Orleans. And that's pronounced Argel, not Argel. I just met up with Jason and his wife and we had the most marvelous time. Laissez le bon temps rouler. Message deleted. Next message. Rome, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. I saw your segment with Dan Levitard and Stu Gotts and uh, those guys. It was pretty interesting, man. I'll say this though about Stu Gotts. What the hell was that smack-off call he tried to do? It really had no sports takes and it had nothing that was interesting in it at all. If Stu Gotts was a smack-off caller, he's probably somewhere between Tyler from Edmonton and Matt from Vancouver. Out. Message saved. Next message. Holy shit, Rome, it's Dr. Dave. Just saw an ad of Chael hawking RFID blocking wallets. Holy crap, has he sold out. That commercial was fucking terrible. It's on Facebook, of all things. Chael, what are you doing wasting your time with that? I know the money might be great, but seriously, your image looks like shit when you're doing that, sitting in a lounge chair, talking like a fucking pussy. Get with a real kind of advertisement. Start doing stuff for MMA again, fucking loser. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Rome? This is Justin in Green Bay. You almost got me with that again, man. You know I just stopped home for lunch, and you know I cheat hard, and then I get my car, and what do I hear? What am I doing here? What are we, what are, how do we, what do we, and I almost tweaked out again, man. If you would have got, if you would have went on for like another, oh, like two, three more seconds, I might have lost my mind. Whew. It was funny, though. I laughed hard. Peace. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. How about James in Portland getting that golden ticket? And then he calls back the next day and gets another one? I mean, you got to feel for the guy, dude. He's dealt with Portland woman his whole life. He got the other golden ticket to match, obviously, the pit stains on his girlfriend's shirt and wore the Canadian bromance back hot and heavy. The smack-off is better when Matt and Van and Tyler and Shredmonton are in it. Loved, hated, but never ignored. They do it better together. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim. This is Pam, Virginia Beach. I want to talk about Alex Rodriguez and how much he makes any broadcast he does miserable for me. I'm a big baseball fan, and I can't stand the pass he's been given. He's a dirty cheater. He darkens the game. I hate him. Can you use that? I really am a sweet person. <laughs> Bye-bye. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jen, this is Wes in Wichita. No Laker highlights for uh, today's show? At least we can stop hearing about how they're the defending champs here pretty soon. Later. Message deleted. You have no more messages.